Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. We're in for Dave Flyer. Yeah, Chuck Berry. Anytime Chuck Berry is on the radio, that's a good time. I know how I can get you in a good mood. Yeah. Play a little Chuck Berry. Yeah. He just immediately changes you. And and Chuck Berry is is one of those artists that I have to crank it up. Mm-hmm. And yes, I've heard it 50 million times. I don't care. Yep. That's just great, great stuff. And Chuck Berry is one of the people who's going to be inducted into a wonderful organization. Uh, the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66 is having their second annual Hall of Fame induction, and that's going to be going on this weekend. And we thought we'd check in with the man who is the founder and chairman of the board of the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66. His name is Ron Romero, and Ron, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. And so, you started it out good with Chuck Berry. Well, I was just going to say, yeah. so what does Chuck Berry make you feel, Ron? <laughs> um, are you kidding me? You know, one of the things I do when I go out and talk to people, I talk about how Illinois music influenced the world. And that's a great example because, you know, of course, the Beatles covered Chuck Berry yep. as well. Sure. So, yeah. Well, uh, let us. Uh, we're going to come back to Chuck Berry being inducted and this being your second induction, and it's going to be happening. This huge concert is going to be happening Sunday at the Rialto Square Theater, which is one of our favorite venues. Yeah, what a great but place. But first things first, the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum is in Juliet. I was telling a friend who we're going to talk to tonight on the radio, your name came up, and she said... Why is it in Joliet? So take us back to the beginning, how this whole thing happened. Because obviously it's a labor of love for you, and this is like a dream come true that there's actually a building that's going to house the artifacts and these people who made music here in Illinois are going to be recognized. But how did it all start, Ron? Well, you know, there's a lot of influences, to be to be truthful about it. Um, the, of course, Cleveland, when the, they're celebrating music from around the world, um, I know Nashville has uh, several museums down there to uh, dedicated to country music. LA has their Grammy museums. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2015, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick had an exhibit in uh, Rockford. Right. And I was there and I noticed that there were people that had come in from Japan, like a whole busload of people that had come from the airport specifically to see that exhibit. And I was just floored by how far people came to, hey, you know what? Cheap Tricks are one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. But then you start thinking about all the other Greek bands like Styx and REO and Chicago and uh, Ides of March, and it goes on and on. There are so many bands. I thought, you know, maybe if we put this all together, uh, maybe we can bring in some tourism to the area. Mm-hmm. And Joliet was simply chosen because, um, well, for a few reasons. One, it's located at what's called the crossroads of mid-America, which is on the corner of uh, Route 66 and Route 30, mm-hmm. and which, of course, is linked to the highway. And, uh, the, you know, the great Route 66 has its own uh, folklore that goes with that as well. So there's a lot of traffic that comes through there as well. It's a little bit outside of the city, so it's easy to get to. But there's uh, a lot of highways. There's a brand-new train station. There's um, all sorts of things going on downtown right now, new renovation. Mm-hmm. downtown that I'm really proud of uh, seeing happening down there where they're uh, putting in some new green space and there's new buildings coming in and new stores coming in and there's just this great revitalization of that area so that's why we came there good and I I, I can appreciate the work that you put into it 
Uh, as we told you off the air earlier this week, years ago, Johnny and I, back in the days of uh, then Mayor Harold Washington, we were part of his committee to help bring the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to Chicago. And at that time, uh, we were on the committee with people like uh, the Iceman, Jerry Butler. And we, at that time, were able to come up with what was a, a $40 million package. And it would have been happening at Navy Pier. And Johnny and I were two of the people that were responsible for putting together the list of artists from the Chicago area. And the list goes on and on and on. I mean, you've got years and years and years of people. Of inductions. Of inductions, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, has It's been such a wonderful area. Uh, maybe that it's kind of that crossroads of America thing, but whether it's some of the the people like um, the Everly Brothers who came up and they have uh, a history that is in the Chicago area too, or some of the blues artists or people like Chuck Berry who heard Muddy Waters and came to Chicago. I mean, this this really was a cradle for early rock and roll, and it has continued to this day. Absolutely. And I, you know, part of this is I thought that I knew a lot about music to start with, but once you start doing the research... I think that's part of the fun of doing this yes. is learning things like one of the Everly brothers was born here in, in Illinois. Um, or, you know, maybe there's some country artists that you don't think of. And despite the name, you bring up a good point. Despite the name being Illinois rock and roll museum, um, we celebrate all music. Mm-hmm. It's, it's country, it's blues. As Willie Dixon says, you know, blues is the roots and the rest is the fruits mm-hmm. from there. So mm-hmm. we like that, but, um, certainly all sorts of music. And there's, uh, Plenty. You know, and you mentioned things like Muddy Waters. Uh, the Rolling Stones got their name from a Muddy Waters song. Sure. You know, I Can't Be Satisfied turned into I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So that, that influence from Illinois, and certainly uh, Willie Dixon and the influence um, for, to Led Zeppelin. I mean, nearly every one of their songs is lyrics or music and or music from Willie Dixon. Well, um, I, certainly Eric Clapton and everybody. I had a conversation with uh, Joe Morganfield, Muddy Waters' son, mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago, and I said, what was it like growing up to be Muddy Waters' son? Oh. He said he was just my pop. You know, he, yeah. he said, I didn't really know who he was till I got older. And I said, well, what happened? He says, well, one day I was running out to play, and some guy came to the door, and he said, hey, pop, uh, Eric's here to see you. I'm going out to play. Well, then he later tells me that, you know, as I grew up, I realized that was Eric Clapton at our door. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been in this area? Have you lived here most of your life? I am a Southsider originally, uh, moved pretty far south uh, down to the Morris area. For quite a while, I can't believe and, your your paths have not crossed. Steve is a South Sider. I, I grew up at 80th and Manistee. I went to Our Lady of Peace in St. Bride's and South Shore High School. And well, we I, we left a little early. My my brothers and sisters went to Bowen. We were on 103rd and Torrance, the general area, and Bailey Avenue is where we were. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, we were there, and then we moved to Morris when I was fairly young. And then uh, four, maybe five years ago, we moved into Joliet. Uh, because of the project here so and the the reason i ask is because i wonder having spent your life in this area i wonder if some of these historic sites still have an impact on you and i'll give you an example 
Johnny and I were coming back from Munster, Indiana, a couple weeks ago. We'd been out to see my brother. And we got off the Dan Ryan at uh, 31st, and we came up Michigan. And we're passing the old Chess Records studios. And I got many chills just seeing that building, knowing that history, and I've been fortunate enough to be in that building uh, for some recording sessions. But uh, that stuff, I don't know, is it because you're from this area or is it just because of the the history and the uh, the long shadows that those places cast over the music industry that it still does something to you to see it today? You know, when you take the tour of that place, um, part of that is uh, they take you up to the studio and they show you the X on the floor, mm-hmm. and they say, just imagine hearing this, and of course they hit the, the, the music, and you hear Etta James singing at last, yeah. and you say, that's where she stood. That's when the hair on your arm stands up. The history in that building, if that building alone could talk. Um, a shout out to uh, to Jackie Dixon and uh, Janine Judge, who yes. still run that every Thursday. They do a blues uh, get together on the outside of the building. They just started that for the summer. That is such a historic place to be in that building. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're a musician, like how we're talking now, or, or just somebody who loves music, and you go there, all the history in there. The, the Rolling Stones again, having come there to to meet their their hero muddy waters and actually doing recording in that mm-hmm. studio and all the all the many bands of course chuck berry recorded a lot sure. a lot of his big stuff there so and chuck is going to be inducted uh sunday during the induction ceremony for the rock and roll museum the illinois rock and roll museum we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the other names and i bet you our listeners will know most if not all of these people so stay with us on wgn Steve King and Johnny Putman, and for Dave Flyer at WGN Radio, we're talking with Ron Romero. He's the founder and chairman of the board of the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66. And this is the weekend for the second annual Hall of Fame induction ceremony. It's going to be Sunday, this Sunday, June 5th. It's going to be held at the Rialto Square Theater in downtown Joliet. And Ron, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, who's going to be performing, who's going to be inducted, and what's going on. Well, I'm glad you asked because you played Chuck Berry again, and Chuck Berry's family's going to be there. Charles uh, Jr. will be there with his uh, sons. How cool. Wow. So they're coming up to play as well. Um, they'll be there. We have, of course, uh, um, Jim Peterick. From the mm-hmm. Ides of March is being inducted this year as a songwriter. Last year he was inducted with the Ides of March. Um, we also have um, New Colony Six will be there uh, to perform as mm-hmm. well as to accept. Uh, we have, uh, of course, uh, Sam Cooke is being. We've got a special uh, tribute to Sam Cooke um, that I can't give away yet, but uh, we're mm-hmm. excited to have that uh, happen as well. And Dan Fogelberg as well uh, will be inducted. Nice. Um, tomorrow. So Bob Surratt will be there. He'll mm-hmm. be uh, our MC, of course, for that. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of other people that will be there to, to induct as well. Well, let's um, not forget that WGN's own John Records Landecker will be inducted. Yeah. Of course, yes. Mm-hmm. We're excited about that as well. And I, uh, I, I, I'm so inducted. And then also the guys from three, three-fifths of Ario will be at the Rialto. 
Um, they are doing a special tribute to uh, Gary Loizo, who comes from a band called American Breed. Mm-hmm. You know him well. And yeah. he had, uh, yeah. wasn't it Pumpkin Studios? Was his music studio? On the south side, yeah. Yeah, Pumpkin Studios. And, of course, he became front of house engineer for Sticks. Mm-hmm. And the good part about only three-fifths of the band coming is that they need some fillers to go up there and do the tribute. So the house band, I get to play in, and I get to oh. play with the guys for right. So Come on. the kid in a candy shop, you know, I'm going to have a little fun. Now, the truth be trip. told, the reason Ron is doing yeah, this museum. Yeah, it all comes down. <laughs> now everybody knows. That's right. <laughs> Love to dig yeah. out that bass and jam. Yeah, right. yeah. He, he loses sleep, you know, trying to make this thing come together, but at least he gets to get on stage and play. <laughs> get to play a little bit. Sure. Right. And you're also going to recognize uh, Mercury Records, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Mercury Records, have, of course, has a, a very extensive uh, background here in, in Chicago. Um, and I, I'm so glad you're doing that, because uh, back in the day, uh, there were basically five major record labels. It was RCA, Capitol, Columbia, Decca, and Mercury. And yeah. Chicago was a big deal recording center. I'm so glad you're recognizing Mercury Records. Isn't it strange that they haven't really? Nobody else before has really recognized all the <laughs> all the great music stuff from here in Illinois and Chicago for sure. Well, mm-hmm. I'm glad you're doing. Now, if people want to get tickets, how do they do it? Where do they go? Uh, what's the cost and all of that? Well, the easiest thing to do is just to go to our website, which is roadtorock dot org. That's R O A D T O R O C K dot org. There, you'll find out all sorts of things of like what our mission is what Illinois music is, really. And right on the front page, there is a, um, a link to Ticketmaster to get the tickets uh, to Sunday's show. And so the, uh, a listener texted and wanted to know, can you just walk up to the box office on Sunday because they're not sure they could make it, they desperately want to. So is that possible? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it's at the Rialto Square Theater. We love the acoustics in the Rialto Square Theater. And then we Isn't had a chance. A beautiful theater? Oh, it, is, it really, really it's is. It's comfortable. The acoustics are great. It's easy to get in and out of. I mean, it's a perfect fit for the museum there in Joliet. And, and we you have. You may a, know that that's also uh, built by the same people that built the Chicago Theater. It's the same. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. it's, it's very elegant. Ornate, very beautiful. Yes. And we have a real love affair with the uh, the Rialto Square. Years ago, when uh, WGN Radio put on a Tornado Aid concert to to benefit the victims of the Plainfield Tornado, we held it at the Rialto Square Theater. And it was on that stage that I burned on, my accordion. That's wow. true. Johnny yes. did a Jimi Hendrix on our accordion. I burned my accordion. And we saw. We were mentioning to Lisa. We saw. Two of our favorite uh, shows ever at the Rialto Square Theater. We saw the Everly Brothers when they were on their reunion tour. And then An Evening with Cary Grant. Oh, yeah. Which was just wonderful. Those walls could talk. You know, every Tuesday at the Rialto, they do a tour. And the tour is... I've taken it a couple of times because even... The stories that you hear about the people that were there, when you go down to the green room and you see everybody who signed the walls, who's performed there, 
Joliet has really been um, a hub for some great entertainment for many, yes. many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And let's go back to the museum itself. Now, the artifacts are being put in the museum. Uh, I think I read recently the uh, IBEW, the union came forward, and they did a lot of work for you there in the building. Is that correct? We are thankful to our, our union friends uh, from the Plumbers Union, the IBEW, uh, we've had people that come in and build walls for us and wow. put flooring down. The the building the building was built in 1930, and in 1950s it became uh, Goldblatt's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's three stories tall and it has a lower level as well. And then in the 1990s into the 2000s, it was a furniture store. So when they moved out, there was a lot of work for us to do. It's, it was everything. It was bare bone, but it's mm. well so well built. Uh, concrete and, and, and very straight, built like a tank, as they say. Wow. And um, it's just, uh, it's three stories uh, of music history. The lower level is actually our education center. We're, we're going to be a teaching museum where we teach music and music business. We have a performance stage there as well. Um, so we're excited about that. Well, you should be very proud of yourself because it's high time we had something like this in, yeah. in Illinois, in the Chicago area. And I, I'm, I'm so excited about it because, it, like Steve said, you could have inductions for years and oh, years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I got to tell you this, too. This is not a one-hand show. There are so many people. There's uh, We sure. have 21 people on our board. There's 20, There's 10 historians involved. We have plenty of committees we have room for anybody with experience of raising money for uh, uh, Hall of Fames. Just, mm-hmm. you know, dropping a hint. Um, <laughs> 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 well, we will talk. So it, takes a, it takes a village, they say. So, that's, yeah. uh, you know, we're very fortunate. Well, thank you so much for doing what you're doing and for everybody that, that has made this happen, made it become a reality.